Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters minute by minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And Brady, we have minute number 32 today. Are you ready for it? I'm ready to do it. This is a pretty classic minute because we have a screen icon making his debut here and we have a lot to talk about. That's right. So in the previous minute, uh, the Ghostbusters had stepped off of the elevator with weapons drawn and fired at the chambermaid. Minute number 32, the Ghostbusters look sheepishly on and apologize for almost killing the poor chambermaid. Peter Venkman tells the chambermaid that they thought she was someone else. At 32.10, as the chambermaid picks up all her flaming toilet paper, Peter turns to Ray and says, well, that was a successful test. The Ghostbusters then decide to split up. Venkman tells Ray and Egon that they can do more damage that way. At 32.19, we see Egon walking down the hallway using his PKE meter to check for ghosts. We then cut to Peter walking down another hallway where a TV can be heard playing in the background. Ray is walking around and smoking, eyeing the hallways for ghosts. At 34.20, Ray stops and widens his eyes as he hears dishes clinking near him. We then see the first shot of Slimer. Slimer is shoveling food into his gaping, ghostly maw and breaking plates as he does so. At 32.43, we cut back to Ray backing away from the ghost as he lets a dangling cigarette fall out of his mouth. Ray then yells for Venkman. We see that Venkman has walked away. At 32.52, Ray walks back towards Slimer. At 32.56, we get a clear shot of Slimer woofing down a food off of a plate and licking his undead chops as he does so. Ray looks on and says, disgusting blob to himself. Slimer continues to woof down food. And so ends minute number 32. So like I said uh, up at the beginning of the show, this is the first appearance of a screen legend that's right. Slimer Ghostinson Third Got his own TV show, too. Yeah, I don't know. It's just Slimer. Uh, yeah, Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. That's right. His top billing on that one. Yeah. Um, and what a... Uh, it's so cool that this movie has its own, like, mascot, mm-hmm. so yeah. to speak. You know, the Ghostbusters have their own mascot. And... Uh, they have several. They have uh, Slimer, and they have the ghost at the No Ghost logo, and then they also That's have true. the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. But Slimer is, of course, the holy trinity of ghosts involved yeah. in the Ghostbusters name. He's a, he's a, in a league of his own, really. And you know, before the name Slimer came about, which I can't, I don't know if the if Slimer was created for this movie or if it came about in the Ghostbusters two or the cartoon. Um, I think it was the cartoon because he's not actually called anything in this, and we know that originally. Uh, Onion, Head. Onion Head was yeah. a name that they came up with on the set because in the in the Ghost Smashers script or the Ghostbusters script, uh, he was actually described as the ghost of John Belushi. Yeah, as a Ray, uh, excuse me, Dan Aykroyd's tribute to yeah. John Belushi. And they called him Onion Head because in the script he was supposed to scare people with smell. That's why he got the name Onion Head, but he's also called uh, the Green Ghost in Tobin's Spirit Guide. Yeah. So uh, Slimer is referred to in the Tobin Spirit Guide as a terminal repeating phantasm or a class 5 full roaming vapor, and a nasty one at that. He seems to be more of annoy- an annoyance than a real threat to anyone and is driven by a need to consume food. Tobin Spirit Guide states that the cult of Gozer practiced animal sacrifices at the Cedric Hotel and Hotel in the 1920s, and most likely conjured a hungry spirit, which is a ghost that can never satiate its human appetite. And this is a punishment for those that have summoned him into the world. Uh, there were actually three Slimer models made for the movie. One was the sli- Smiling Slimer. That's hard to say. The Smiling Slimer. Uh, one was a one was a Slimer that looked scared, and one was for drinking. So when Slimer like starts drinking all of the wine, and it's just pouring straight through him like Barbosa does in Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl, that was a completely different one from the other two 
uh, puppets that were made. A miniature was made for long shots of it flying around the hotel chandelier, but that was not used. I think, in fact, they used a peanut that they painted green That's for right, those. Yeah. They must have run out of money at that point. Uh, during effect shot, a puppet suit was worn by puppeteer Mark Wilson. Wilson's legs were then concealed with black velvet, and a team of puppeteers dealt with the facial expressions while Wilson worked with oversized props so the ghost would appear smaller. Uh, so... After they had written the screenplay, uh, the head of the parapsychology department at UCLA got in touch with Harold Ramis. Her name was Thelma Moss, and she told him that Slimer fits the description of a type of ghost known as a hungry ghost. Have you ever heard of a hungry ghost? You're kidding me. A hungry ghost? Hungry ghost. It's a, it's, a, it's a, I'm using air quotes here, real thing from the real world. It's actually part of Buddhist mythology. So I'm going to read from you from a, for you from a Wikipedia article on a hungry ghost real quick. A hungry ghost is a concept in Chinese Buddhism and Chinese traditional religion representing beings that are driven by an intense emotional need in an animalistic way. Uh, the term igui actually means hungry ghost. I probably completely butchered that. I apologize to all of our Chinese listeners out there uh, or anyone that speaks the Chinese language. So the hungry ghosts play a role in Buddhism uh, and Taoism as well as Chinese folk religion. The term is not to be confused with the generic term for ghost which is the spirit of a deceased ancestor. The understanding is that all people become ghosts when they pass on and would slowly weaken and eventually die a second time. By contrast, a hungry ghost are a much more exceptional case and would only occur in very unfortunate circumstances, such as if a whole family were killed or when a family no longer venerated their ancestors. And also, did you know that Ivan Reitman does the voice for Slimer? I did not know that either. Yeah, he does the voice for Slimer and, uh, and Gozer as well, I believe. So here's what's interesting about the hungry ghost thing. is yeah. So it's no secret that Dan Aykroyd is just a, you know, knows his stuff when it comes to paranormal and things like that. I'm wondering... If he knew about this hungry ghost he thing did not. and applied it to the fact that Slimer is a fat ass and he's always eating, he didn't know that? No, he didn't know that, actually. They what? said that they came up with the idea for the hungry go- or for Slimer in the movie. It's just kind of a funny, stinky ghost that would scare people. Wow. And all of the hungry ghost stuff kind of came secondary. That Whenever the screenplay was written, Harold Ramis was like, or the, I guess this professor told Harold Ramis that. He was like, well, that's funny because we didn't know that at the time whenever that's we wrote so the script. Crazy. Because Slimer is also kind of a, um, a uh, poltergeist. Yeah, he's kind of a silly poltergeist. He's not slamming dishes or slamming like doors around to scare you, or whatever. He's coming along behind you and like you know trying to eat yeah. this thing he can't fill because the the, the stuff falls right through him. Yeah, I'm assuming he right. can taste stuff because he has a tongue. We see that one spot where his tongue, his giant pink tongue, comes out and like lips his lips, and he has teeth to chew food, but then the food just like falls right out of him and leaves this like giant mess, slimy mess on the floor. You know, so you mentioned, uh, Mark Wilson who played him in, um, Ghostbusters, uh, Robin Shelby played Slimer in Ghostbusters too. That's right. Yeah. And gives just a hilarious performance. I mean, um, it's, it's such a cool effect and everything. And anytime I watch it, I'm looking at this, this visual effect and everything like that and kind of not really seeing that there's human arms playing the yeah. arms of it mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's just such a great uh, combination of puppeteers and, then, pu- yeah, puppeteers yeah. and then yeah. the, the person underneath it. And both of those actors did just, I don't know. My, my, my favorite effect in movies is, uh, is puppeteering work. I think that I never get bored of seeing like a weird monster, like puppet, you know, done on screen, like with a nice yeah. green screen effect behind it and everything. So when Ray comes around the corner, and um, sees Slimer, and he's just he's got his cigarette and everything like that. He's just kind of looking around. He turns and sees Slimer, and I have always thought his expression yeah. was a little too fast. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I think uh, maybe I don't know. Maybe he just like caught it out of the corner of his eye and is immediately reacting. But I've always thought that as he's turning his head, his eyes are widening and everything like that. It just seems like it's all happening at the 
I don't know, a little too fast for me. But <laughs> I, I, I really like his comedic performance in this. It's just that he's, you know, we, we know that Ghostbusters was kind of based on uh, older movies, uh, the like mm-hmm. uh, Abbott and Costello type stuff. And I think they're really playing to that yeah. this time. Like his whole like, you know, like mouth agape, like eyes wide open staring at him is a very like broad comedic thing this, you've seen in those movies. Yeah, and I mean this whole sequence of them in the hotel, if it's not a throwback to like Abbott and Costello. Marx Brothers, yeah. Marx Brothers or Three Stooges. yeah. What's that? Or Laurel and Hardy even yeah. is um, I mean it's just it's, you know. There, there's a scene in, in perfectly. There's a scene in a minute where they're actually going into the ballroom and the three of them are kind of sticking their heads out of the door and Ray yeah. says something like, "Don't come in here." And like Egon kind of gives them this fake smile. It just it looks so much like something you would yeah. see out of out of one of those. It really does. It's such a cool carryover. All right, well, that pretty much wraps it up here for the first appearance of Slimer in minute number thirty-two. All right, great. Well, Brady, you got anything else? That's it for me. All right. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm ready. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We will be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com. Facebook.com slash Ghostbusters Minute, Twitter.com slash GB Minute, and look us up on Instagram at Ghostbusters Minute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License.